Welcome to the April 16th edition of the Viking Experience. I'm with my co-host James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? So am I uh, Ivar or Eric? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess we need to let the people vote on that one. Alright, well, I'll, I'll take Eric. Like You can have Ivar. I, I think Ivar is Hanson, right? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, man. These these folks wildin'. Uh we're just kidding. Welcome to One Nation Radio. Of course, uh this is Rich Latta here with James Boyd and we are fresh off of the Superstar Shakeup. I want to send a big thank you out to Simon Cotton for uh filling in last week for me on the show here on Lords of Pain. Um and uh yeah, I'm thirty years old now and um doing this damn show. And um yeah. Yeah, so, like, I think it's cool that you decided to give Simon, uh, you know, a shout-out for, for covering for you last week. But, like, what about a shout-out for me for having to handle that shit on short notice? How about that? How about, like, James, a little appreciation? James didn't even get invited to the damn to the damn birthday thing or whatever. So, even, so I can even, like, pawn that off and just lay, we're not even doing an episode this week. It's No, James, you just you sit here and do the show. You're not invited to the birthday party. <laughs> but you also need to go ahead and record and find somebody else to do this with. You need to beg somebody to come on and do it. Thanks. You know, appreciate you that. Know, got gotcha. you. Know, I see. Appreciate that. You know, got you know, got got to uh, you know, earn it. You know, <laughs> got to earn it. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, man. All but right. um, you finna you finna earn this fucking hang up. And you keep playing. <laughs> hang up on this call right now. Oh man. Uh, yeah, but we got a lot to talk about. Fresh off of the superstar shakeup for uh, 2019. Um, I think. This might have been my favorite version of the shakeup. Like it's it's not like this obvious like dragging. Um, I, I think this is probably about as like balanced as both of the brands have ever felt. Hmm. Um. I'd have to think about that because uh, the heel side on Raw, um, they got upgraded with Joe, for example, and Andrade. But like, it seems to me like all of that garbage that was that was the dumpster fire that caused. Um, raw all those problems with their heel faction like that's still a thing so i figured they would i, I thought it would have been, been wise for them to break that up but um i mean roman on on smackdown uh aj on raw that seems like that's a fair swap um it's a fresh start for for both of them um because they both have exhausted their opponents i'm kind of glad that they only decided to move those two and then move anybody else then you know it's only like it'll be a matter of six months before like Roman Reigns would have been fighting Braun again, mm-hmm. or or AJ would have been fighting um uh, I don't know like someone like Samoa Joe or that that's possible too. But I mean like uh probably like Daniel Bryan or whatever if, he, if or whatever if they move more people though. So I thought it was smart to just move like just more or less one top guy a piece. Um, I still wonder where some guys show up like um like Randy Orton where he plays in um obviously not in like the forefront but like. You know he's going to be doing utility duty as a, as Somewhere. like a key vet. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder where that lays out, and we'll, I'm sure we'll figure it out. But like I I I really enjoyed how they balanced out the uh, the women's roster, um, or maybe not even balanced out, but like they put the focus on like we're going into you know October or whatever else. We don't know where Becky's going to end up once she drops one of these belts or whatever else. But um. It looks like SmackDown's loading the women's division. I wonder what the, what the outlook is for um, the tight division on SmackDown. But, like, 
I felt like they boost they boosted up two things that were really bad. Like the SmackDown women's division had no depth, and the uh, Raw tag division was just pathetic. And yeah, like and both of those were immediately called for fixed. Yeah, so I, I appreciate that. Um, and I, I never really feel like either one of them, uh, you know, what you had to do to get it to that point. Like either other side was like the other side, like uh, like this, like the SmackDown tag division or the Raw women's division was necessarily. Uh, completely just drained to do it so i, I thought that was any because they use they also use the uh, the use of uh nxt call-ups to, to facilitate it so i thought i thought it was um you know as a person i was worried about them you know gutting nxt yet again for a third time and <laughs> the third time uh in like four months um I, I thought they did a pretty good job with, with having the restraint of saying look we've already had these people like we're going to we're now launching Lars. We're now launching um, Lacey Evans. Like, we're, and then he only brought in like Kyrie and uh, the War Raiders. I thought that was I thought that was well done. Yeah. So um, let's get through it. Uh, so they were in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Of course, the town of the 1997 Survivor Series. Stephanie McMahon was out first. She came out in the jeans, ready to scrap. Uh, Shane got his entrance. Uh, lots of best in the world chants led to a big CM Punk chant. Shane starts yeah. insulting the Canadians in their native French. Um, huge you suck chants, but um, and I immediately was like, wow. And Stephanie was quick on her feet, and she said Kurt Angle had his last match and he lost. And you know, um, anything to bury that guy. The first person out, uh, you know. For- well, wait, wait, wait. We, we must make note that like Stephanie. And Shane are buddy buddy again, and or I can't even say again because last time we saw them together was during that whole thing where you were the authority, whatever else. But this isn't this is noted like she's she's on screen with this just gigantic massive heat magnet of a heel, which means in theory she is a heel again after baby facing herself for what was that a month, two yeah, month and a half. I, I, like I guess we're we're not supposed to remember any of this, so like. <laughs> Yeah. It, it was funny. It was funny, like looking at like at the end of the show in the SmackDown where Roman Reigns punches out Vince, and it's like, oh, okay, so uh, like, so when is Becky going to put him in the armbar for the fuck shit he pulled? When is Brian going to throw him out of out of the arena for for the fuck shit he he pulled on him in January? No, only Roman gets up, come up. It's okay. Gotcha. Cool. Great. Fantastic. I've actually got a date on that. Um, it's going to be February thirty third. That, so make sure you guys uh, wait for that day. Uh, but the Miz was the first person out uh, the superstar shakeup, and um, I don't know if the Miz's run is in jeopardy. Uh, it's been whatever show the Miz has been on has been better for that year. Yep, um, he's swapping every year. So Miz uh, came out and he put Shane in the jump zone, which was awesome. Uh, Shane then got the advantage and knocked Miz into the crowd, busted him open. Um, then Miz like hit Shane with a chair and he he stood up and it looked like you know like this man they're gonna have to show pictures of this in black and white and I was like oh my god the Miz has a new gimmick out here the Miz is now the hardcore legend the king of hardcore Mike Mizanin uh, beat Shane McMahon's ass with a chair how do you feel about this latest character development I feel fine about it in fact I asked you about this on our social suplex podcast network uh, episode I asked you is he now the new hardcore messiah where it's, it's along the lines of if you face Undertaker inside head on a cell if you face Foley in a hardcore match you may win or you may lose but the but the story is that once you've gone through this you have changed like your your whole career has changed or you're 
you, you know, that sort of thing. So um, I want my props. <laughs> like, I want, I want my props. Like, another thing is, I, I, I'm not going to put him in on bum of the, or bum of the week uh, for literally jumping him from behind and then, like, having to grab a weapon because uh, he got whooped. But he did look lame by jumping uh shaming man of all people behind and then getting his ass whooped out getting thrown over uh the barricade like a bumski and then he had to grab a weapon he, he did he had to go he, get a he had to go get a dog he had to go get his gun like <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to even the odds like what a baby face look he did send that man running so um after that, Ricochet is out, and I was happy because I got Ricochet on Monday nights. And they added a literal Ricochet at the beginning of his music that Twitter immediately rejected. Uh, then oh, out- you just wait a bit. You just you speaking of rejection, you just wait. Yes, uh, we're getting there. Uh, Alistair Black came out too, so you already know what it was. Uh, it was time to rise the fuck up, and you know his little creaky uh, sound effect as well. Uh, the yeah. champions got no entrance. Uh, the champions being Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, the bumskies that they are. Um, then, Ooh. yeah, yeah, those guys. Then I saw the revival getting the entrance. Uh, you know, while the music was coming back on, and or excuse me, they were coming back from commercial, and then all of a sudden, some familiar music started. I was like, "Oh shit, it's the War Raiders!" And yes. until I yes. found out, apparently, it's not the War Raiders. We got treated to the Viking experience. Holy shit was this awful. Twitter lit up in flames immediately. Yes. They just... They can't help themselves. I don't get it. (laughs) Like, and the thing is, right, Rich, when they came from, uh, from New Japan whatever right what was their names originally war machine and they changed it from war machine to war raiders yep so they've been in they've been on they've been there at least six months right they've been over maybe like six months maybe they've been here at least like 18 months maybe by this point or like you know well okay they might have been doing the rounds but like on tv anyway like they kind of got introduced like sometime after they like got sometime around last Brooklyn. SummerSlam, yeah. Yeah, like sometime around Brooklyn 4, right? Okay, so, oh, man. um, So many things. Talk about All that right. thing you talked about earlier when you were explaining to Caleb, like, why um, people have checked out over time and what the Viking experience has to do with uh, that. I oh, thought that was yeah, a really so, good point. Yeah, so Caleb... Um, Caleb had, had forgot that the Usos had lost the titles to the uh, Hardys before, so he made some, so he said something about like, wait, so they're bringing those SmackDown titles to Raw, and then he immediately remembered, oh yeah, I, for, I forgot, and he said, you can tell I, I checked out, can't you? Mm-hmm. So, so then um, later yesterday, or sorry, later today, he uh, he had said that like he doesn't he like he understands he feels like people are carrying on too much about shitting on more um, rate or sorry the Viking experience. So I was saying to him that this isn't like it's the last straw. It is just one of many straws that keep adding onto the camel's back. And eventually whatever it is for some people that might be the last straw, for other people is going to be the second to last or so on and so forth. And the thing is, it just shows a clear like lack of foresight or organizational uh, planning that 
you can have these guys on your main on your developmental brand for months on end. You 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 change their name when they first came in anyway, and then the name that you gave them is now that's not even that's good enough. Which means like, well, what the fuck? Like, why didn't why wasn't this figured out? You had one. Why was this figured out earlier? Two. You had all these months and you came up with a worse name. Um. Yeah. So. So like let's just let, make it on a simplest term before you get into the fact of how bad it, the, the Viking experience is. Let's just figure it. Let's just focus on like it's a name that is a lesser name, and you had must have fixed whatever. So that didn't happen, and it also just comes off where NXT is doing one thing, even though it's developmental, which means these guys are developmental slash a third brand, which means on one end, um, you know maybe if this was four years ago, War Raiders never even get signed. But the thing, the game has changed, and if you want, if you feel good enough about them to bring them to the main roster, then this was developmental. This wasn't a situation where Gargano yeah. was going to be there until well, Gargano going to be there until the year twenty twenty nine, right? So that's where we are now. So since they were being developed over that, that time, there, right? Uh, they're the NFC champions. This also clashes with their TV. Now I don't really care that much about NXT's TV, um, because is developmental slash third brand. So they are a feeder system for the main roster. So if they got to go, they got to go. It is what it is. Like the same, I, I have the same, you know, kind of shrug my shoulders in a difference that I had when they teamed up Johnny and, um, and Champa before they actually shot the turn, the angle where they turn on each other. It's, it, it is what it is, right? It's, it's serving its master. That's, that's the purpose of this thing. So, but I mean, you had all that time. That's what you came up with. So it comes off as either A, you guys are clueless, or B, you guys. It's not what it's had, what, what what they say it is once again. Or it was like yeah, or it was last minute and rushed, and you guys just like y'all just threw it in together because Vince didn't like it one day. Like you decided to bring him up over the last couple of days, and then all of a sudden Vince heard the name and was like, oh, that sucks, pal, and went decided <laughs> let's go with the the Viking experience, which is like. I don't know, dude. Like, I mean, it damn sure ain't like the Michael Vick experience. Remember that night? Remember that Nike commercial? Yes, um, two, two totally different things. And not only were was their tag team renamed, their individual names were changed as well, as if they've never yeah. existed. And it's like some Men in Black flashy thing shit. Um, yeah, Eric and Ivar, I believe. Um, yes, Ivar. And, and I couldn't make out. Like, I I literally deleted and typed a different name because it felt like uh Corey Graves was saying a different name or people were hearing a different name and writing like Igor and Ivan and literally yep, everything like <laughs> I heard I heard a bunch of people I heard, I heard and read a few people say Igar at first uh but I mean I think we all figured out it's, I, it's Ivar now so yeah whatever I mean it's not it's not the end of the world people have been named worse things um people have made other things work but this one just came so random and out of nowhere. It was like, one, we weren't even expecting these guys. And then two, they come up and they have a brand new name. Like, they couldn't even have, like, they didn't even think that, especially because they're NXT champions, we haven't really had. I mean, it don't really bother me that they're, the uh, NXT champions are up because, I mean, that's how we got, um, you know, Kevin Owens or um, trying to think who else. Page. Page. Yeah, right, right, right. So um, it's just we haven't had one of those in a while. So it was kind of it was almost kind of jarring that they were there, and then like then you throw in the names like oh they renamed like the freaking developmental champions, like, <laughs> like so it's like it was weird, but I mean 
look, if they go out there and they have more classics like how they've had the last two takeovers, I mean, it'll fall by the wayside. It'll be just how we think of Big Show. Uh, Even I've... though, like, at least the Big Show, like, he originally showed up as, quote, quote, the Big Show, unquote, Paul White, and then they decided to drop his actual real name. Yeah. And then it just turned into Big Show, and now we call him, people call him Show Backstage or whatever else. So, I mean, hopefully this turns into one of those situations where, like, it just, it, 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 it hits your ears because you speak, you're an English speaker, and that makes no damn sense. But, um, over time, you'll just get, you'll learn, you'll get used to it. Boy, shouts out to all the uh, Minnesota fans about to uh, take in the Viking experience without, um, you know, the football involved. Yeah, um, this is definitely – look, as a, as a Minnesota Vikings fan, I can tell you this right now, this is definitely in a Viking experience because they're champions. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, I mean, they're, I mean, I guess you can say, like, developmental champions kind of like winning, like, a division banner or something because we've done a, a – we do that often. Yeah. But, uh, but nah, like, so, they, 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 they're a little higher than us. It's, so, we're trying to get like them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so during the match, well, um, I wonder if they have a boat. Never mind, right? <laughs> really? You really going to bring up the, the – god damn it. That was years ago. Why are you bringing up old stuff? Oh, man. Um, you ever hear the story about Fred Smoot and the – never mind. Move on. Yes, yes. Uh, so during the match, uh, Graves and Cole were asking whether Ricochet and Black are going to be on Raw, and they said anything can happen because literally the announcers knew nothing, and WWE knew nothing at this point, and these people were showing up, and shit was weird. They yeah. shoehorned the Viking experience into every fucking sentence they said uh, during this. More, you know, Twitter being ablaze with people burying <laughs> WWE. The best part is when, like, there are new people on the main roster, like from NXT, and, like, not only is it clear that Vince and Kevin Dunn um, have no idea who the fuck these people are, but, like, you can hear it in Michael Cole's voice when he's, like, giving the fact choice to people, and he's, like, trying to... It, it, you, you can literally look at him, like, you can literally hear him, like, start to start a sentence, and then, like, look down at the paper to realize, or get the name right to make sure he doesn't fuck with the name, and then you hear that pause, and then he continues on and, like, lists the accolades. Like, it's, it's, it's really, like... Boy. I mean, look, I understand there's a lot of shit to do when you're Michael Cole, or, because, you know, he's also ahead of, ahead of like, uh, coordinating... Um, All the and, other and developing, announcers. Developing the, the actual announcers, but, boy, like... Jesus, like you can't even get the name of these people right in the developmental. It's Look, funny. The Viking experience probably threw him off too. So, you know what? That's a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> you call like what? Was like which one? Damn it! Which one's e- which one is Evar again or Ivar? Yeah, Ivar. Jesus, yeah. hold on. I think I have. Okay, I have it right in my notes. I was about to say. Um, I thought I still had it wrong. Uh, so <laughs> the they basically uh, pinned Zack Ryder uh, with their finish, uh, and they got yes. everybody else out the way. So already the new Raw Tag Team Champions landed down. Um, yep. Hell C- Yep. Uh, then a vignette played for Cedric Alexander coming to Monday Night Raw. Glad to see Cedric is free, uh, and he gets to join the regular roster. Bruh. We got all three of them out in 205 Live. Yeah, them boys all have been rescued. Rescued. Like, we... 
we were hoping to get like one like well Ali were all happy that he got out early and then all of a sudden we're like maybe we can get Cedric maybe we can get uh maybe we can get Murphy out this feels we like got all three out bro this feels like all these dudes like at the end of the movie at the end of Shawshank they all escape <laughs> they crawl through the 500 miles of shit and then you know they they're each working at their grocery stores now and then the halfway house on these buddies out <sighs> and, and Cedric oh, is out man. and Mustafa's out the rest of the show whatever the jail goes on look i love gentleman uh jack gallagher um you know i love to but sorry sorry brother. Like, yep. sorry brother <laughs> if they shut look look if they we'll shut get you this next shit year down, look if they shut this shit down they get folded in the nxt uk or nxt like bro Send Gallagher to NXT UK now. We look, all them Jags on that show. Send him to UK and save the help save the show. Um, so up next, uh, we got Finn Balor was out and he was uh, ready to do kind of like in just a just a match essentially, and then all of a sudden. Andrade showed up so I was yeah. immediately over the hill uh, getting to see Andrade on Monday nights rather than seeing yes. Baron Corbin have 15 minute matches where he does four different chin lock sequences we can switch that with 15 minute Andrade matches if all goes well um, they had Zelina come out there and uh, she was in rare form I might add and she uh, hyped Andrade up then Andrade grabbed the mic and he yelled at Finn Balor, and I assume he called him some type of bitch or some. So he he cussed that man smooth out in Spanish. Uh, yes. I, I didn't care to know what he actually said because I felt the energy. Um, yes. And yes. That, that's all I need. Yes, it was much like when Oscar cussed people out in Japanese. It's like I love it. Like I don't I don't need subtitles. Like use context clues. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, these guys have uh, a nice little TV match, a pretty pretty good TV match actually. Um, yeah. And seeing Balor in there with guys that aren't like you know three hundred pounds is always welcome uh, because yeah. he can actually really wrestle. So yeah, <laughs> and um, I I thought this was this was awesome. And Andrade got the win over Balor. I thought it was like oh okay we can get like an IC title feud popped off maybe, but Finn Balor turned out. He took that loss, and he didn't want no smoke, and he fleed. <laughs> he didn't want it with my dog. He fled, huh? Yes. <laughs> Scared. Um, hey. After that, uh, we got Elias. And uh, Quick question. Yeah. Do you think, now Now in retrospect, do you think that Balor, because uh, you know there was some transportation is- issues for people, um, so that, like they had to rewrite some of the shows. Some of this stuff is... Um, as far as uncertainty, some of that is not their actual like incompetence. Some of this is actual like logistical nightmares of, of uh, you know flight delays or whatever else. So, um, seeing that Finn Balor showed up on Monday and he had the blue on, and then he showed up tonight and he had the blue on as well. Do you think that was just like he wasn't? He was never really booked to actually be on Raw. He or do you think that was more or less he was like, he was there tipping? He was there trying to foreshadow that he was moving. Uh, I, I don't think he was probably meant to be on Raw. Okay. Hey, uh, look! If, if that's the case, thank you for that match because who the, who the hell knows where we're ever gonna get a match like that? Because um, uh, you know, one thing I was thinking about with uh, the uh, Andre, I'm sorry, Andrade there is like, dude, you know how clo- you know they like, you know how close we are for uh, Andrade versus Ricochet to be a reality? Yeah, like, we're we're this close. We're yeah. this close. Uh, you know, Seth. Yeah, Seth got a bunch of dudes to wrestle now. <laughs> that actually, yes. look like opponents. Yes. He can actually have some four star, some legitimate four star matches now. Yeah. Yes, yeah, 
you know. As opposed to these like four and a half, four and a quarter deals. Or three three and a quarters. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah. You're uh, correct. Um, and um I think uh, yeah, I think Andrade is a huge pickup for Raw. So uh we had Elias after that. He said his music is so powerful that it brought back the Doctor of Thugonomics and the they brought the Undertaker out of the dead. Uh Elias said that the Bell Center was packed and full of energy and uh, they can feel this same energy all the time if the Canadians were good enough to make the playoffs. Um, and, you know, of course, he got the big boos. Uh, Ray Mysterio yeah. came out, uh, beat his ass. And then all of a sudden, you heard that fucking music and you knew it, some, some shit was going on. And it was Lars Sullivan. Um, and basically what happened was Mysterio hit the uh, reverse button on him a bunch of times, um, the R2 button in the WWE 2K, and he Lars really couldn't just uh, catch him. And then all of a sudden he, uh, he caught Ray and gave him a freak accident. Crowd was pissed, and Lars was just out here, and they were just mad at, that he was beating up a legend. And they've made Ray Mysterio look like ass for <laughs> for a long time now. Yeah, um, yeah, like, I mean, he's eating, he's been eating a lot of L's lately, but, you know, he's still a legend, like, so I guess they figure we can keep beating him, and he's an old legend, so they figure they can, you know, get as many, get as much value as he can out of beating him and beating him and beating him, but, like, you kind of want to, you know, protect that a little bit, you don't want to turn it into an angle thing. Yeah, um, after that, then we got, uh, Rude and Gable were out. Um, then all of a sudden it wasn't Rudin Gable apparently because it was the Usos because the yeah. graphic popped up blowing the surprise. But, uh, well, one quick thing to yeah. go back. Right. So like, is okay. So we know about all about cheap heat or whatever else, but like when you go into Canada and you like talk shit about their, their hockey teams, like, is it, that's like is the that lowest like a, of the low, like yeah, is that the cheap? Yeah. It's like, is that the cheapest of heat? Like that's damn, like, that's damn near free. Like, like the only only yeah. thing the only thing you can say worse about that is like try to run down Bret Hart in Canada or something. <laughs> or 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 one thing I definitely do is like you talking about the Canada thing. Like go to Toronto and bang on the fact that Maple Leafs haven't won a title in forever in their lifetimes and or their parents' lifetimes. Or or like, act like they're not a major city or some shit. Like <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. Toronto always fighting for respect. Yeah, you know, like, and, look like, and Kyle Lowry ain't hoping to cause that not one oh. bit. No, like Toronto. Toronto was like Miz when he cut that promo at Talking Smack. He's like, like, like the way that he was like, "This is my show, my show." He's like, we're in a national city, damn it, respect us. <laughs> uh, shout out to our, our it, listeners in Toronto. Look, like, look, we're a great town. We have great cuisine. It's just cold here. Shut up. Well, we, we hate you. Well, we have culture, you know. <laughs> we have Drake, you know. <laughs> Six God. Oh, we gotta move on for the Canadian fans. We start hating. You'll be mad at us. We apologize, Canada. Yeah, we I sorry. In the summer, in the summer, I've always wanted to go. But but yeah, sorry. We just yeah. had to, you know, get these jokes off. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable against the Usos, and I was damn happy to see the Usos on uh, Monday Night Raw. Pretty much yeah. my favorite WWE tag team ever, and uh, you know, get these get these dudes uh, a fresh start on Raw in so, that stacked division. So, um, I guess my question for you is, um, I, I'm glad that they're on that they they moved because they're kind of similar. Like we said, like they're the AJ Styles of the SmackDown tag division, where like they've been there forever. 
Um, so there's nothing else we can do. They've done it all. But I would have liked for I would have liked for to see Roman and, and the Usos together on the same roster again and do the bloodline thing. And like we can get some gang warfare going on or family versus, you know, gang type thing going on with somebody. Um, where there could have been, you know, some some version of Bullet Club versus uh the bloodline all over again, like in two thousand sixteen, which is still one of the best like two pay per view things WWE's ever done. Um, but or two pay per view fuse uh series they've ever done. Like but I but I, I'm kind of torn on that one. So that's kind of like, I'm glad they're on Raw because it's, for, it's a new start for them. But I also would have loved to see I them like all the, together again. I, I like the new start for Roman more personally. But um, after that, yeah. we yeah, got... I, you're right. I'm pro- you're right. I'm probably not thinking about Roman em- enough on that one. You're right. Um, after that, we got a moment of trash. Excuse me, a moment of bliss uh, with Sami Zayn was out there over like a fucking god. Yes. And, and, uh, Sammy, and Sammy knew it. And Sammy, like, dude. This this made me so happy. Bro, I'm sorry. This made me so. Happy. I love this thing so much. He's losing. He's losing his fucking mind. He's getting an encore because the crowd is so hot for him. Uh, he, go, bro, he, go ahead. Like, like go ahead. Like this I man this. came out there. Um, and he got a big hero's welcome, and he was dancing like a jug. Uh, it was nuts. <laughs> uh, they cut his music. He sat down, and then he did it again. And he got up, and the crowd sang. They cut his music and then the crowd chanted for him again. Then they played his music and they sang and danced all around again like a fool, gyrating and like just just complete the height of uncoordination. Just just hilarious. But um, Sammy said it was shooting like, like shooting fish in a barrel. And then he talked about Bien Venue Montreal, which they all cheered. Uh, and he started an Ole 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 chant, which I feel like I haven't heard in ages. I missed that Monstrous. chant. Monstrous, monstrously loud. Like it was almost like, bro. It felt like Hogan. It came out like, <laughs> like I mean, I mean, like the Hogan before he was a disgrace. Like that's how over he was. It was crazy. Like this man was ridiculously over. Like, like that man might as well change his name to Hart out there. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I mean, and we've seen this before when like Owens would show up in Montreal or whatever else. Uh, yeah. before in the past but like yeah this was to another level especially that back-to-back nights with with them on separate shows where they both had their own time to get like the to, to, to soak the bask in that like that was a nice moment for both of them seeing like what they've been through the last like you know nine months 60 or nine months uh or to a year so Sami Zayn instantly flips all that love by saying the uh city is great but i just hate the people talked about how, yes. he, how he moved uh to sunny orlando florida and you know his low point of the week was being all around these people and the crowd then chanted for kevin owens zane said that made him sicker and alexa tried to he told alexa he didn't really want to do her show um alexa said it was rude of him to say that zane zane then said the crowd is uh projecting their failures onto him he doesn't he doesn't like it he doesn't stand for it and the crowd should be ashamed it is disgusting yes he rejects their deposit uh and they should be uh ashamed of themselves shit was excellent like (laughs) like like, i don't know why like dude it it was so good to see like obviously i mean we have that with daniel bryan and um, a few other people around around in the company but like this is what a top heel sounds like. Not none of this shit about I'm boring as fuck or or I or I'm going to shove it in you you guys' faces because you guys think I stink, you really stink, and all this other stuff. No. Like I'm going to get heat by like 
the fact that you guys actually respect me and I'm going to dig the knife in because you respect me and there's nothing you could do about it. And like, he's kind of like, he's some of the stuff he's saying, like, you know, um, I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but there are points that he's making that, that like have some ground as far as like the hypercritical, uh, hypercritical nature of uh, pro wrestling fandom um, in this era. Yeah. So like, He's actually hitting on some on something that has a grain of sh- truth to it. So like it goes as opposed to, you know, I'm whatever the fuck Baron Corbin's talking about or Lashley. Yeah, yeah. Um, or gender. He said he was going to leave Montreal uh, just like he left it before, and the crowd like saying the goodbye song, and then Zayn said, "See you in hell," and dropped the mic. Yes, I need this, bro. I'm telling you. First off, I'm. Nominated right now, he's immediately nominated for wrestler of the week. Yes. Also, I need me this. I need me this Sami Zayn "See You in Hell" T-shirt. I need it. <laughs> I, I want to see what the layout of for that looks like. I need that. So they showed like a a, a video with Bailey being on the phone with Sasha. So they've turned this whole Sasha Banks uh, thing into some type of uh, angle or whatever, and they've they split Sasha and Bailey. Um, Sasha's obviously if you want to hear more of our thoughts on that that's on our One Nation radio show on Sundays over on the Social Suplex Podcast Network uh, but the Iconics basically clowned Bailey and and you know they cha- she challenged Bailey or the Iconics challenged Bailey to a match with a mystery partner essentially that mystery partner ended up being Naomi so uh, I've heard people on Twitter say this is a reverse Aunt Viv situation uh, those of you that watch the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air know what I'm talking about um, good to see Naomi with the Usos uh, over to Raw Naomi's also been on Smackdown forever yep and uh, yep. Bailey looked just pissed during this whole thing like <laughs> she didn't smile none of that um but Naomi and Bailey got the win over the Iconics, who are geeks with belts. So, yep. And uh, of course, Corey Graves is hating on commentary real hard, like more than normal. Yeah, um, he even started making some allusions to Sasha, and you know, said some, he tried to say a line about her taking her ball and going home, but he said something that like wasn't exactly that that uh, cliche. But he tried to he yeah. tried to get that one out. Yeah, it's just it's just like okay. Like, all right, I get, uh, I, I guess get your burying, get your burying in while you still got the chance, because you know, um, who knows what what happens. But uh, if she goes and like a lot of his, a lot of his uh, firepower as announcer like goes out the tube, like probably like sixty percent of it, yeah, or forty percent of it. So yeah, he better be, he better be, he better be out here. You know, checking the blogs every, every you know, you know. After every time someone gets upset, they call they don't call uh, websites, regardless of whoever it is. They call them blogs, not like not sites, blogs. I, I think it's because like when the internet really first came to power, like a big thing was the blog sites, and they just haven't updated their like terminology yet to okay. to match that. Well, well, I'm sure he's going to be checking the, the dirt sheet sites or whatever else, yeah. hoping and praying that uh, that Sasha stay. Otherwise, he ain't going to have shit to say. Yep. Like, um, and, look, and Dean Ambrose going to uh, this coming this week. It's going to be real. It's going to be real rapid for all the stuff he has to say to Renee or to our about Sasha. Yeah, real quiet. Um, then we got our EC3 and Braun Strowman shit. EC3 should have just asked for his release, too, uh, after all this. Like, you're done in this town, bro. Like, I <laughs> 
<laughs> Braun Strowman destroyed this man. Do you see the sh- the shape that Strowman is in now? Like this man's getting in shape. Like he wants the world title. He'll never get it. But <laughs> okay. Like, I was about to say, so? I was literally about to say he's so? Like, bro, this man's in amazing shape. Like, this man feels like he's damn near in cane shape. Like, oh, wow. like I don't know what, like, that man's tanning. Like, he, like, see, like, the man, the, like, the man looking strong out here. Looks like a beast. Like, look at the tan. Yes. You know, that, like, like, like that man could have won. That man could have won over Hogan clean at Starcade 97. Um, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff will never let that one down. My yeah. God. Like, bro, you had literally 21 years to come up with an answer, and that's what she came up with. <laughs> this, this, this nigga Sting, the tan wasn't on point. He's wearing a bodysuit. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you only see his arms and his face and his neck. <laughs> so, EC3 um, got choke slammed through a table. And yeah, he's done. Um, so they they talk about Eric Young joining the show. So sanity is broken up. And then uh, we got a Becky Lynch and uh, Riot Squad segment. So short match. Becky cut a quick promo before that. Uh, Becky ended up, you know, beating up all the Riot Squad uh, folks, not l- looking like a dummy uh, in submitting uh, Ruby R- Riot at the end. Um, after that, Charlie Caruso did an interview with Team Suck, and it was Corbin McIntyre and Lashley. Uh, Corbin hoped that Charlie was <laughs> was uh, yeah traded to SmackDown. He said that he ran Kurt Angle out of WWE tonight. They're going to run Reigns and Rollins out of Raw. So uh, McIntyre didn't care who their partner was, and uh, Leah Rush wondered who was stupid enough to team with these fools tonight. And <laughs> funny, funny thing, uh, the notes that I'm looking at, Michael Cole said that the wrestlers have no say in the shakeup. So yeah, just remember that. So yeah. the and and the thing was, um, they sh- later on they ended up showing. Um, Rollins and Reigns coming out of the locker room and then like some other guy like that you couldn't really see uh close it right behind him so they were back there you know just chilling so it, like there was just a bunch of just weird sloppiness that was going on yeah like yeah like some people are like completely have no idea they're like appear, appears they have no idea who's showing up and getting surprised and blindsided other people actually know what's going on it's like this is when did AJ and like Seth and Rollins started like when did they start hanging out? Yeah, uh, I, I guess I missed that. I guess it's backstage they're doing like the baby face like uh, seminar. I guess I don't know the, the, the baby face. You know, like just the baby face bus. Like, yeah, oh, AJ's guess, on here. Okay, the baby face bus. You know, good damn well, Roman Reigns got to have a bus by now, right? Maybe because I like Roman strikes me as the type that wants to travel with like his partners, so. Like, I don't think he's reached that, that detached level yet. Like, to where I'm just way bigger than y'all. It ain't even about detached as much as it is, like, bro, I'm trying to get this sleep in. You got, like, you got your boy, uh, Big Cass, breaking the bat, the toilet in the damn thing. I, like, I, I, want, I want some rest. <laughs> um, so after that, like, Becky was in the ring the whole time during this interview. Natalia came out. Um, she's in Canada, so they have to bring out Natalia. And... Yeah. 
I saw someone tweet that Natalia was the cane of women, and I just died laughing. Um, what is that even supposed to mean? Like she's been around forever. Uh, she can get a shot like once a year, but she ain't <laughs> exciting nobody, and okay. she's just around. Like okay, okay, um, I, okay. I get that. I still, I still maintain that her 2016 to 17 heel work was like. Some of the best heel work in the women's division that I that hey. I've in my you know since 2011 I've been watching. So hey. whatever. Kane had good years too. You know at one, at one point. When, <laughs> when you know when was the, what was the last good Kane year? 98, bitch. Look, look, 97, 98, <laughs> 99, 2001. I don't know shit. 03. <laughs> There's no way. Nah, 03 Kane was nah. Uh uh-uh. uh Ain't no way. I think 03 Kane was like. That was probably like the best shape that he ever might have been in, but or between like oh one and oh three. Okay, but like he still was out here having them shitty feuds. Let's move on from and here. Also- <laughs> <laughs> so um, after that, uh, Natty congratulated Becky on winning in main event in WrestleMania, and she was proud of them, and she put over uh, Becky for being the first one to pin Ronda Rousey and hold both belts. Uh, Natty wanted to, Becky to know that she's the best that there ever is, was, and ever will be. I didn't like that. Uh, I think Bret Hart should be the only one saying that. Um, because it's I, me. so like, we don't believe you, you need more people. Um, after that, she said, um, uh, Excuse me, Becky was like, uh, she knew what it was like to be an overlooked woman, just like Natty. Uh, and Lynch knew that she was the one that would be hunted when she's on top, the same way that she hunted down that little weirdo Ronnie who's out, um, you know, doing her thing. But um, Natty said that, or Natalia, <laughs> excuse me, Becky. Doing her thing. You mean getting, you mean like trying to start a family? Correct. Um, okay. So, uh, but, yeah. Becky said that her and Natty traveled the world together, trying to get into WWE and look at them now. Crowd chanting, you deserved it. And then all of a sudden, it fucking happened. That music played, and Lacey Evans brought her country ass out there. So. Yes. Out comes someone that literally does not deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Am I lying? Like, shit. You might. Look, you you might find some FDSers out here riding for her, but that's about it. I don't give a damn if they ride for him or not. Like you can't you can't square up and tell me like talent wise she's as good as X number of people in NXT. So hell no. Yeah. Um so Lacey basically said these two nasties need to stop talking because a woman look like her knew how to curry favor and use her influence to get what she wants. So Lacey of Evans is implying that she fucks for matches, apparently. Um Oh my god. So she says she it, not Go ahead. And we just thought, and we thought we were past this one. And Baron Corbin went to hit on Alexa uh, after giving her that uh, that promotion. Yeah, like, nah, we right back, we right back to this. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, so real quick, got a number one contenders match. Who? How did she do it, James? Um, so, uh, like, was it one of those situations? You know how Forrest's mom had to get him in the school. Like, I don't know oh if that was a, that was something that you know is a possibility here. But she said she was on Raw. She won the title. And per the McMahons, so maybe some McMahons are implicated here. So that puts Shane, that puts Triple H, and that puts Vince at, you know, we we need to ask them boys where they've been. Oh, um, I mean, look, 
we got plenty of television to know that that was that when she said that uh, the sway with the man's it was Vince. Vince been you know how many how many women have had to like do some type of sexual angle where Vince is sucking his his tongue down their throats to get over um in his company several how many several. yeah so yeah 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 uh, there's there's um there's an, there's a history there yeah so uh, Lacey announced that she's gonna fight Natalia and the winner's gonna get a shot at Becky and you know a woman like her can show the man a thing or two so. Yes, second wave feminism. Yeah. Uh, then Lacey yeah. Evans and Natalia have a match. Oh, fairly boring. Wrestled to silence. Um, Lacey immediately gets the hey. offense of like the heel where the or the woman yep. heel where they throw the face into the turnbuckle. You forgot the multiple uh, chin locks. Got- all all yes. the all the Baron yeah. Corbin offense. Yes, the yes. WWE PC Performance Center uh, training match. Yes, that home. Yes, a homegrown talent uh, style. Yes, uh, all all of the like that whole entire raw heel roster just like it. Yeah. <clears throat> After a while, Natalia ended up getting the advantage, and then she came back into the ring, and then Lacey hit her with the woman's right out of nowhere, and then um, Lacey did that uh, the step up like moonsault joint so she started uh, facing her on the second rope jumped up hit the moonsault and fucking like destroyed Natalia like uh, with her shins on there so uh, she just gotta practice landing that the right way because that could have been broken ribs yeah um yeah hit the best moonsault ever I mean I will say this I am ecstatic as far as um, moving in the right direction I think we're moving in the right direction with Lacey Evans the fact that one she's in matches now and two <laughs> we have fear and two like she is no longer like that is no longer a finishing move now the woman's right is no longer this lame finish that no one's gonna buy it is now a setup move a signature move so like I feel like that's a that's, that's two positive steps because we were watching those NXT matches Rich when she was laying out Candice LeRae uh, with that punch, we were all sitting there like, "Wait, what? That's the pin. That's it. That's the end of the match." Um, so yeah, I think um, I think this is a step in the right direction. She's still not. She's still. This is way too much too soon for her still, and she should probably you know not get this opportunity until like two years from now. But we're the here now. Out the, the genie's out. Yeah, we here now. The genie's out the bottle. Yeah. Um, I just hope they don't you know. Leave lose their fucking minds and <laughs> switch the title or something. But um, after that, uh, Charlie was with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Actually, I kind of do. So that means like Becky is now on SmackDown as a SmackDown champion. And then like, that means like the raw, the raw women's division is like Alexa, Lacey, Natty, and Naomi. And you, and you're the one who has to call that every single week. And I have like Becky and Charlotte and, and Ember and I'm sorry, hey, I, I read Oscar. If that happens, I, I'll know where to miss my words and, and where to speed up. So, oh man, <laughs> look, they ain't gonna set me up for for for, for terribleness. <laughs> um, you know, have me doing move recaps on an Alexa match. Fuck that! Like, <laughs> I, I can give you, I can give you that move. I give you right now. Botched code red. Uh, bad looking. Uh, <laughs> bad looking strikes, slow middle turn buckle spot that literally mis- mis- uh, leads to a DDT that no one buys as a finish or leads to uh, her little flop over uh, splash. Yeah, yeah. Um, after that, 
they were outside the men's locker room and you saw someone walk around and it closed. Uh, Rollins was laughing and getting interviewed. Rollins said this is going to be their last night on Raw. Reigns said they're going to tear it down in Montreal tonight. They did another one of those videos uh, with the children's toys and the dolls and the rocking chair and all this other shit. I don't know what it's for. Uh, a lot of people. You know what it's for. A lot of people are linking it to Bray Wyatt, but I don't. Because it is. Do, like, we, bro, do, that... do we know that or like? All right. So the uh, the bird in the box, right? Uh huh. The bird in the box is wearing a Hawaiian shirt around his neck. Oh, okay. I I don't know. Is wearing just... is wear, one is wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and then two. Um, at the end of it, it does the like you know how they used to do the camera cut uh, the duck noise yeah. deal that he used to do with Bray Wyatt. It does that too. So like. All that set up for Bray Wyatt. Yeah, maybe he's Bray Wyatt in a new faction, but it's definitely Bray Wyatt. I was talking to Dan. I was just like, because last week like, I didn't watch, so I heard about the things. I'm like, okay, everybody said it was Bray Wyatt. Then I saw it, and I was like, I don't know. Maybe I just maybe I'm out the loop on this one. So, um, no, an- another dead giveaway is that look how lame it was. Of course, it's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then up next, we got the main event: uh, the six man tag, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and the debuting. AJ Styles. So we get AJ Styles on Monday Night Raw. After three years, we finally get Seth Rollins and AJ Styles on the same brand. Um, so we can go ahead and settle this once for all. Um, no. <laughs> even though there's nothing to be settled. Um, and they took on Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. Um, pretty entertaining match. Uh, I kind of I kind of dug this one. Uh, I actually think uh, the AJ Shield is the superior version of the Shield um, oh, yeah. as compared to uh, the, the traditional Shield. Um, but uh, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed this match a lot, actually. Like, it was very fast-paced, and then at the end, it, like, it broke down, and it was exciting, so. Um, yeah, like, you know, you know, like, we, we all love Dean, but, like, look, bro, Dean ain't doing that, that jump over, that get down, jump over, uh, drop kick set. No, he ain't doing none of that. So, <laughs> no. like, you know, when, when is... They're televising his last uh, date, right? Yeah, it's another uh, final chapter. <laughs> it's like the epilogue, <laughs> like you know, yeah, like like the, like Sunday. the last one, the final chapter. Nah, for real this time, the finalist chapter. Yeah, like bro, just let him out the door and leak, call it a day. Yeah. Like hollow. They, like okay, so look, the show was up. The show was together what two years? Roughly yeah. two years and some change. Like uh, why are they like sh- a year and a half? Yeah, like they are milking the shield as if like they're the fucking horsemen or bro, something. Yeah, <laughs> yo, bro, for a lot of people like that have not watched like WWE for all that long, like like the shield is what they have. Like and it's like it's weird. It's like they treat them like they're like the four horsemen. They treat them like that. And it's like I don't know, like I like their matches, like I you know but no, yo No, like, don't get me wrong, right? Like since we've been watching again since the pipe bomb, whatever else, that's absolutely one of the top things they've ever done was a shield. It's one of the greatest. Is like it's one of the greatest uh, things is uh, like Vince has said. Like, look, you might you know have issues, whatever I do, but like this is a, the shield is a shining example of my of I still got it at that time. Absolutely, it's definitely on top of the, at the top of the list. But it wasn't like they were the NWO and they were out here popping ratings. And changing the business and like it's like I don't know what's like necessarily I, mean, I don't know what what's what changed about the business. Like they, they kinda walked into a world that was made for them by like Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, but um I don't know, like 
Like, I think they're all good performers, but none of them like are like I'm, the A star that yeah, that yeah, you yeah. know you would have that uh, essentially the reputation holds. Like, oh my god, we got we got Roman Reigns, we got Seth Rollins. Like, bro, like yeah. it, their individual turns on top. Like, just they all they fucked up with all three of them at certain points. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I don't know if it's a nostalgia okay. just for that that original, like, you know, uh, group period of it. Like, that's what they're trying to do. But the Shield was not always like like that first one run was really all it was. After that, all these reunions have been covers. They've been disguises. Right. They've been diversions from like right. they have they've had ulterior motives with all of them. So yeah, they're they definitely in retrospect. Um, were as a group, as a collective, uh, greater than the sums of their parts, um, and we've come to that realization over the last four years or whatever. But um, but yeah, there was a point in time where like I thought like Seth Rollins could be a could be a top babyface, uh, Roman Reigns could be a top could be a, could possibly have been a top babyface or the guy. Uh, Dean could have been a top heel. I thought that about all three of them at different points. And, you know, like, here we are now, and it's like, it, it always felt to me like they kept re- putting them back together. Trying to recapture the feeling because like, they broke them up, like, too early, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah. I always I always kind of felt like that. And, I mean, it, wor- it was working at the beginning, and then, like, the, and then the 2015 World Roma happened, and it all came crashing down. Like, they were on, like, that whole entire... 2014 like it seemed like this was perfect like all three of them were going to pan out it's going to be great and I, you know we were all surprised that they decided to go with Rollins and Hill as opposed to Dean but it turned out to be like at, at that time that 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 whole 2014 like it was working out great and then the rump, that rumble happened and it just like you niggas fell off and you never recovered <laughs> <laughs> like all of, all of them are Grand Slam champions now and it's just like it does feel like the, it just it don't it don't feel like you know it just don't feel the same. Well, yeah, I, I, I felt like there was another level for them, like and yeah. you know, but uh, as far as Monday Night Raw goes, it's you know Raw was Raw, and you know there were I think the Viking experience hung over the entire show, um, yep. and you know Raw got some some good additions. I'm interested to see because uh, you know not every member of the roster like there was no Joe, and he's rumored to be on Raw. And we don't know exactly yeah. how everything's shaking out yet so far, but um, there's a lot of like individual like talent on Raw that I like seeing going over there that are going to be able to eat segments. So um, yeah. that's going to wrap up the Monday Night Raw portion. Uh, we will be back with the SmackDown Live. Welcome back. You already know what it is. It is time for the SmackDown Live portion of the show. So that means I'm turning it over to James. James, take us through SmackDown Live. WWE SmackDown Live, April 16, 2019 from Montreal, Canada. Back to back on these boys. So out comes Kevin Owens and he's greeted like a god. Uh, it was, it was you know, more or less the same thing except maybe even bigger. Um, and, and it's crazy because it's probably a smaller crowd. Uh, he comes out, he soaks up the baby, the baby facery, um, baby face ad- adulation. Um, he's out for the, for the Kevin Owens show. Um, so then like the crowd even goes, gives out, you know, we chances funny because you know, like when they're in like, uh, 
areas with like with large uh Hispanic demographics, he get the C chance. Like, yeah, I'm telling you, brother, yes, chance still lives on to this day. Yes, it's still it's alive a- every time we rhyme. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, so then he um he opens up with a with a like a promo in English, uh, and almost. It roughly sounded like he was saying like he was trying to campaign for WrestleMania to be in Montreal or something like that, maybe. Um, anyway, uh, he he noted that uh, Vince Man is going to announce the biggest acquisition in SmackDown Live history. And then Owens uh, introduces Kofi, and Kofi gets a huge reaction. You get New Day, Ch- New Day Ross, Kofi, Chance. Um, yeah, so him and him, they both sit down, uh, him and Xavier with, uh, uh, with Brian, and then. Uh, Byron Saxon pointed out that Biggie is injured and um, and that's why he's not there. Uh, they then discuss uh, Kofi's journey to WrestleMania and his win over Daniel Bryan. And then Owens congratulated him and the fans gave him a standing ovation that uh, Owens encouraged, which was like, I thought that was a nice touch. Um, Owens thanked the fans and then uh, he called himself the champion in French. I don't know. I, I, I have to go and Google Translate. I couldn't possibly do it justice. So then uh, they get another gigantic we chant telling you, universal. So uh, they talked about uh, Biggie not being around. And then uh, Woods was a set that the Raw roster got most of the guests from up, up, down, down. And he had like he had no more show to do. So what are you doing? <laughs> Liv Morgan has been individually sent up, sent to SmackDown, so the Riot Squad are breaking up. Yes. So Liv Morgan's on SmackDown? Yes. What's she going to do? Jobs. Lots of them. But, uh, huh. I wonder... Mm. So like they're they're I, announcing I, people on Twitter right now as the as they can like kind of you know come out. All right. Well, can we like? Well, all right. Well, yep. I guess like bring up whatever as uh, as we get to it because uh, I <laughs> I was sitting looking up at this and they're like, wait, what is going on? You know. All right. So you re- you really hate like these female factions, don't you, bro? You really, bro, you really, uh, bro. I was so tired of watching the Riot Squad every week, bro. Like they they had the whole thing with Ronda and the Bellas, then the whole thing like just just literally every just, just sliding them up and down the roster. Like everybody has to fight a million six man tags with with um the Riot Squad. My question is, I don't, or I guess I'm wondering, like, why do you want to break them up when you know that like in a, just in a couple of years they're gonna put them back together and they're gonna try to milk for all it's worth until until like Sarah Logan decides she needs that she's creatively unfulfilled and she needs to leave like so I understand why we just want to do this with the shield first shield break up now you breaking up uh the riot squad who you mean to tell me you mean to tell me that these aren't equal things <laughs> first the shield break up and every day I wake up somebody got a problem with rich <laughs> Oh man, so um, I love. Oh yeah, so uh, after Kofi, or sorry, after uh, Woods explained or is upset, expresses his frustration with everybody being moved in the, in the shakeup uh, away from him being able to do uh, up, up, down, down. Uh, he he yeah he ends up saying that um, Tyler Breeze damn well better still be on SmackDown by the end of the show, and then uh, Owens know that New Day uh, takes on uh, Rusev Mora later in the show. And Owens add, uh, mentioned that, like, you guys are always been a three-man unit. Um, and he basically asked to be the third member of New Day. 
uh, on a temporary basis, and he decides to call himself the Big K, and then he immediately regrets and says, no, the Big O. And I'm thinking to myself, Oscar Robinson, if he sees this, you know he's going to be fuming. Oh, he's going to be God. furious. A white man calling himself the Big O. My God. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if you know anybody that's faced racism, it's Oscar Robertson. My God. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I can get with Kevin Owens as an honorary member of the New Day. I like I enjoyed it. the hell out of this. I, 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 I loved every second of this. Yes, I was same here. hollering. Like, like, yes, like Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like, were just a, just a, 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 a breath of fresh air off the monotony that has been, like, raw and, or even sometimes SmackDown um, since, like, December. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the fans love the idea, so they're going crazy. Woods noted that Owens just got back from injury, and they also do a lot of gro- – so he's concerned because they do a lot of groin movements, and then all of a sudden Owens starts swiveling his hips and <laughs> and I'm, I'm fucking ruined watching this foolishness. He's out, he's out here air hunching at Kofi. Yes. <laughs> Look, but, okay, so it's funny because obviously New Day, that's your thing. But can you imagine – can you remember a single time before – in the history of WWE, where like the WWE champion is getting air hunched at, no, <laughs> like can you imagine like all of a sudden like someone's out of, I don't know, like maybe if uh, Goldust had a match with somebody like in, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's about point. it. But normally he was just, you know doing mid card stuff with, like Razor Ramon and Razor Ramon's out here being that man because he's out here trying to gay bash. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, not, th- thanks 1995. Anyway, um, so. Yeah, so then the crowd goes wild for for the hip swiveling, and then uh, they tell him he has to put on the uh, the crop top. So he fits on. So you know what it is? It's all, it's pretty much Kevin Farley and uh and uh was it Black Sheep? Yeah, Black Sheep. Like fat guy in a little coat. Except it's fat guy in a little shirt. Damn. And he he puts it on there. And keep in mind, like Kevin Owens already has on a freaking uh. Uh, a clip-on tie around his neck anyway to begin with. Like, this is just the height of foolishness. And I love the fact that, like, he doesn't take he, he doesn't take himself seriously. So, like, it all works, even though, like, you know, at times he's always been he's kind of a serious guy as well. But, like, his comedic timing is so great that, like, he can make pretty much anything work. And it's, like, you kind of remind him, like, this is why Kevin Owens was, like, such an ascending star in his first three years in the company. And then, like, last year was just like a what-the-hell-happened type of situation. Yeah. So, or two, two and a half years. So, um, so after all of that, come after all that happens, uh, we get shown um, Nakamura and Rusev backstage watching their shenanigans or Owens hip swiveling shenanigans, and I, and all of a sudden, Cesaro walks up to Rusev Mora and he says, "They have three. I could be, I could be your third. And they contemplate it. So, hey, where is Sheamus? I don't know, bro. Hey, Cesaro, look. Solo run? Cesaro, look. Finn Balor, Cesaro on SmackDown, singles. Yeah. It's finally happening, Rich. We, the stuff we've been asking for for years, it's finally happening. I, I hope. I One can only hope. Look, I'm hoping too. Look, I, I, I would not necessarily uh, be upset about uh, Cesaro and Sheamus staying together because they're a great tag team, and they were, they're like – Low key, like an underrated all time great tag team for WWE history now. Um, at this point, after these uh three years now, or roughly three years, but like, there's so somebody single Cesaro matches that just it just is it's just so it, 
They were you know, so they, different they, and so they special. Hit a little different. I love for that to be back. Yeah. You stupid. You know, they, they smell a little bit better, you know. So out comes Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor. He makes a SmackDown debut. We with, are told with a shriek of yellow on his back. Yes, we are told that uh, he's stupid. You say he running? He out here running, hiding, hiding. Okay, maybe he is running from from uh, Andrade, but uh, he comes out, and it's more or less like they're right now, or at least this week. Like he's doing open challenge, but like they're not calling it open challenge because they've done the open challenge to death. Yes. Um, but anyway. Uh, he comes out. They say that he is SmackDown talent, which makes me believe that like we're going to get Braun versus um, Braun versus Joe on Raw, which would be awesome because that is a kaiju battle. Um, so out comes Ali. They start off with some. Uh, they start off with basically Ali is like a different pace of athlete than Balor is kind of used to, and Balor is trying to is almost like playing the version of heel, trying to slow him down, which is ironic. Um, and then the, the beast gets out of the cage, and it leads to uh, Balor ending up outside the floor. And then uh, Ali kicks him, and then he hits him, hits him with a, a dive through the. Uh, All right, we're back, James. You said the middle ropes. He hit a dive through there. Yeah. So they go to commercial break, and they come back, and Ali avoids the charge in the corner and briefly took over. So uh, Balor then hits a sling blade, and then it is uh, a rocking Ali. Uh, I'm sorry. Actually, uh, Ali ends up rocking him with a, with a super kick for a near fall. Um, Balor then avoided a tornado DDT and they hit a double foot stomp. And then Ali fought and hit a uh, a top rope Hurricane Rana for a two count. And then Ali uh, sets up for the 450 splash, but Balor moved. And as he move, as he uh, as as Ali lands on his feet and rolls over and turns around, Balor comes rushing in with the shotgun uh, drop kick. That sends Ali flying into the opposite corner, and then he ends up hitting uh, the coup de grace for the win. I thought that was a fantastic finish. Um, like I always love that shotgun drop kick. I, like it's like that's supposed to be a setup. Like it's it's almost like his six. You know how he, how Ray always sets up with it. Head to get to six one nine. Except like it just looks more vicious as opposed to oh I'm just hanging this dummy up on the ropes. So yeah, they had, uh, they had a nice little TV match. Yeah, like I, I really enjoy these two battle matches uh, from this week. Like it's like breath of fresh air. He's finding these new opponents, as opposed to having to wrestle in you know getting held down forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so uh, we got more I- updates for for um. So in addition to SmackDown, Chad Gable, Apollo Cruz, and Mickey James are on SmackDown. Bruh, we winning out here. Yes, yes. 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 Outstanding. So, um, after the match, uh, Balor shakes hands with Ali. Uh, good babyface uh, work. So, we go to the back, and Kofi and Xavier find Kevin Owens backstage. And uh, they told him that it was time for his initiation. So, Owens like, okay, what's the initiation? So, they say that Biggie that they have to break that Kevin Owens has to break Big E's pancake eating uh record time of like five minutes and something seconds. So Owens is like, oh well, I wasn't really prepared. These pancakes are cold. There's no syrup. Where's where's Kevin the syrup? Owens is a true savage for for this, by the way, also. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, they've they've always made fun they've made uh, jokes about Kevin Owens uh size for, for years now. 
In fact, the New Day has even done it. Remember the time they were like, "When have you? When have you ever known? When have you ever known you to jump Kevin Owens?" And all of a sudden, the crowd goes, "Oh!" Yeah. So as I mentioned, the the whole situation backstage where they're initiating uh, Kevin Owens by having a pancaking contest to be uh, Big E's record time. He starts scarfing down his face. They go to commercial break. They come back. We come back with uh, the Bray Wyatt vulture uh, in Hawaiian shirt in a box puppet gimmick like he's Jim Henson or some shit. Uh, we come back and Owens actually breaks the uh, the new day or Big E's record for pancake eating, so he's an official, he's a uh, temporary member. Um, so then we get Charlotte versus Carmella. Um, Boy, I thought I'd uh, yeah, yeah, like bad memories thought, coming com- coming back. A full year. I thought I'd never have to see this again, but I was wrong. Um, <sighs> They this, tried. This felt like yeah, a thought, WCW Saturday night showcase match for Charlotte. Yeah, like they tried, um, <clears throat> at least story-wise. Like I, obviously, I don't think like Charlotte was out here giving her all because her all would have broken Carmella. But <laughs> um, uh, they told a story, and the story was that Charlotte is better. Carmella has a little bit of heart, um, and pretty much only thing she has super kicks. So. <laughs> Um, super kicks can take you a long way in this business. Yeah, so they worked over they, um, the super kicks were happening, and so then Charlotte started working over her leg, and then eventually uh, she kept eating, kept breaking down her leg, and then put her slapped on the submission for the win. Um, so Charlotte gets her second win since November twentieth uh, on Raw SmackDown or pay per view. Uh, so I was like, thank you, congratulations. This is a main eventer in WrestleMania. She. She won't look match in like a three month span. Uh, so she leaves, and then our troop goes to uh, check on Carmella, who's laying against um, the bottom a bottom corner, um, getting tended to by uh, Lil Nate and uh, Charles Robinson. And then all of a sudden, Lars' music hits. Lars comes out. He attacks, uh, or our troop is trying to tell her, try to tell him, no, not with Carmella in the ring injured. So. That doesn't dissuade him, so our truth then gets on, starts trying to stick and move. It works for a while uh, until it doesn't. He gets hit with the uh, the freak accident, uh, the elevator rock bottom. <laughs> so then you're a nage, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so then Lars turns his attention to Carmella. He gives her a stare down, and all at first thing, and then I started immediately thinking, "Oh my God, Maria Canellas and Umaga." So. Um, luckily that didn't happen. It was just an uncomfortable stare down. She gets out of the ring with the help of Charles Robinson while never losing on losing or losing, uh, eye contact with Lars. She walks out. Um, so he's smiling at the fact that she's so scared of him. And then all of a sudden his attention turns back to our truth. He picks up our truth and gives him a set up power bomb, a, a nice looking one too. Um, and there we go. So, uh, before we move on to the next segment, uh, you were mentioning before how Naomi is now also on uh, Raw with the Usos. Uh, we also mentioned, or it's also mentioned that. Uh, oh, I just want to mention Bla- before before you do that with our truth and um, Lars. Our truth is seventeen years older than Lars and still is younger than him. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I mean it ain't that hard to look younger than a gargoyle, but yes, yeah. yes. So. Um, yeah, so uh, my point earlier about uh, like Naomi and Usos are both on Raw. Uh-huh. Uh, Zelina and um, 
and Alistair are both on Raw as well. Um, so, and then you find out that, like, after, you know, the you know, there's been a bunch of speculation over, like, a, about the last month or two months, or whatever, about Andrade and Charlotte. And then after WrestleMania, they, you know, they kind of, you know, went public with it and everything else. And over that week, they decide, Charlotte, you're on SmackDown. Andrade, you're on Raw. And that's, that's um, easy. And the last time, the last time something this, uh, like, last time when these couples got split up like this, it was Alberto and Paige. And it was like, huh, what what are the two similarities in that situation? <laughs> uh, um, and, now, and also, now, they're not married. So Vince might have looked at it true. like that. So that that is true. However, they don't they typically don't break up uh people that are dating. Even even if they are married or not. Like they typically don't break them up like that. Um so um you know, in 2016 when this happened, um there was a lot of, there was a lot of talk about, you know, what a bad, you know, influence that Alberto Del Rio uh is or a bad person he was or whatever else and WWE should be doing them any favors and maybe they're trying to protect their investment blah 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 with Paige okay let's put that to the side I haven't heard anyone say a peep about how about how Nothing. bad of a person that uh that Andrade is or is not so I'm gonna take it as he's just like everybody else um so this is another one that that so that we're two for two on this one so we'll we'll see what happens in the future whenever um people go out here um Whatever you want to call that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I just found I just found it really curious, and now it seems like they have a they're starting an established pattern. So, um, out comes Champ Champ Becky Lynch. She makes her way down to the ring, and she has a big announcement to make, and it has to do with the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, the fans broke into a big uh, Becky chant, and then also do a they come out to a Becky Two Bells chant. Um. She mentioned that uh, she defeated again, like this, like the third promo in a row, talking about she, you know, conquered everything, conquered all the WrestleMania. So Lynch says it doesn't matter who she faces because she'll beat them. She pointed out that both belts allow her to go to either brand looking for a fight. So then out comes Ember Moon, and she makes her. So that means on SmackDown official, uh, Lynch warned Moon not to interrupt the man. Uh, Ember uh, says she's looking to make her name by uh, for herself by defeating the woman that beat Ronda Rousey. Um, even though, like, you know, Ember couldn't get within a, within 500 feet of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, so, out comes Bailey. She gets booed to hell. Yes. And I, I feel like there's a lot going why? on. I feel like there's a lot going on with Bailey right now. And I think she's catching strays from people that are oh, mad yeah. at Sasha. And yeah. I think, I don't know, like, do you think it's a... It's one of these situations like in the 90s when the, the happy, smiley baby face just stopped get, being over with, with people. We were, like, we're tired of this shit. Like, like, like show some, you know, attitude. And Bailey, like, to, to her credit, like, she hasn't been smiling this week. She came out in a black and white jacket. She's been more aggressive. Like, it seems like she's headed for a turn. I mean, maybe, but, like, she was just on Raw yesterday and they ain't boo her, so I don't get what the, what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, what happened between – what happened in these last 24 hours? Like this ain't even this ain't even no homie shit was all good this week ago. This was like shit was good yesterday. The fuck? Yeah, this this was I could I couldn't really explain this. Like those those are the things I'm thinking. Like she's catching strays, and then you know she's been around a while and always been presented the same. And uh, she announced that she is a single now. So yes, singles. 
You so, know. look, I mean, it wouldn't be Becky, the worst move. Look, if if they're moving over, if the, if Becky is in fact the person they're or one of the people that they're trying to push as one of the faces of the company, that she's gonna need a lot of uh, uh, she's gonna need some opponents over the next um coming year until the next shakeup or whatever else, um, and SmackDown last year. You know, it held together. We talked about this often. It held together, but there were literally only four women worth a damn on the um, on the or four women that I consider worth a damn on the uh, on the roster last year, and they definitely added to the depth of this show by adding Bailey. Like it could have been Sasha, it could have been anyone, but like splitting them up. And we've been saying this for a while. Like one of them or both of them need to get the hell away from Raw when they're out here doing this with uh, Ronda Rousey and with Alexa. So and and Nikki Bella for a time or two. So yeah, I I'm 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 glad to see her on SmackDown. So, Betty comes out. She doesn't really know what to do with uh, the reaction she's getting. Um, Lynch asked her if she wanted a hug, and then Bailey said she got her hugging out of the way yesterday. And then um, Bailey talked about uh, winning the tag titles with, with Sasha. That got booze. Um, and then Bailey's mission, like she said, is a single competitor. She has her eye on both belts. And then uh, out comes the women's tag champs, the Iconics. They made their way to the ring. They mock the uh, they mock the baby faces, but uh, then they get interrupt, interrupted by Paige, and then she gets a big ratch by the fans because Paige was a star, um, and she's been in in the absence makes the heart grow fonder, and she's a great promo. And look at her anyway. Paige uh, noted that the fans uh, would have more fun if uh, the Iconics actually defended the belts, and then Paige uh, started talking about uh, a new team she's representing, and then out come Mandy and Sonya, and I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? I was like, this has to be subterfuge. There's no way that this actually is a surprise. Like, this is, there's no way that you you made this announcement and like this is what you come up with. Like, this has to be a diversion. Yeah, because sure, that, that yeah that music cut page off. Yes, like that shit was lame. I was like, wait a second, that's the best y'all come up with. So whatever. So Mandy and Sonya uh, thanked Paige and noted that they're doing a reunion absolution, and then they start walking down to the ring. And I note that. Uh, Sonya and Mandy have on like a uh, new like garbs, like uh, like entrance gear that look nice. Um, so then Paige says that she's not representing them, and then she introduced a new tag team if uh, they were and described them as revolutionary. So out comes Oscar, the Empress of Tomorrow, uh, the longest undefeated streak in WWE history, uh, former NXT champion, former uh, smaller uh, SmackDown Women's Champion. And then out comes, along with her, Kyrie Sane. And uh, the Boyd household erupts and cheer. And uh, the whole house? And- or, or, or just just one area? Oh, it was so loud it was the whole house. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yes, it might it might have been the enti- it might have been the entire city of Sydney Harbor as as the way that I uh, that I erupted in in, uh, in cheers. So, um, yeah. So, so I didn't get Candace, but I did get Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, you know, like I I was my heart was set on Sky Pirates, but you know, EO's only been around for since freaking the summer, so she needs to go through the system and all that sort of thing, like. Kyrie did her two years, so I guess it's time for you to finish up her two. So <laughs> do her uh, jail, her jail sentence. Yes, yes. Remember when we were talking about how Finn Balor was in NXT for forever? We were like, yes. dude, you know, you got you got to do those. You got to do a uh, you got 
you know, most people they got to do their 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 uh, year and a day. <laughs> like Balor, he had to do two years. So, um, yeah. So basically, everybody that was in the ring, uh, aside from Becky. So that's the Iconics. That's uh, that's uh, Fire yeah. and Desire or, or Sex and Violence, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Bailey, Ember, and I, I don't know what the name of the team is yet, but Kyrie and uh, and Oscar, they all start brawling. And I then hated come back. this segment. I hated was, I hated the way it all came together. It felt so crash TV ish. It felt rushed. Yeah. It felt like there was no real reason for this to be happening. They were all being jammed into one segment. Yes. And yeah, basically what it was. Yeah, it felt like like one person interrupted another person to make a statement because this is the only time they could possibly make a statement on this show. And I guess the only reason why they came all, the only time to make a statement is because they're all ha- they all have vaginas. I don't know. Correct. So like so then they all like well we all want screen time. No, we want screen time. Well, you're evil. And you're evil, so we'll team with you against these goodies. And, and, and Becky like, never we're good, made an and announcement. They're evil, so let's team against the bad guys, and then they start fighting. Um, so meanwhile, Becky like is in the is in a corner, and she's like, "Look at these dudes." Hey to them, those four are fighting those four. So I got like, like my name Bennett, and I ain't in it. She she dipped. Um, Smart. <laughs> yeah. So so then um. We get four. I don't know if they a commercial break. I can't remember, but like they broke into a match where it's, it's Bailey, Ember, Asuka, and Kyrie versus uh, the Iconics and Fire and Desire. So four good so, wrestlers against you know four, four bad wrestlers <laughs> and like and, and like Kyrie and Ember they do dives. So like you gotta have you gotta worry about like these bad wrestlers or these incompetent wrestlers, inexperienced wrestlers, whatever you want to call them. Like have to catch these women, and it was scary. Like Ember did a dive uh, off the top rope to the floor. And like nobody caught her. Like she landed on them, but like no one caught her. So like she she landed on them and it ended up still hitting hitting hey. the damn mat. And I, I was like, yo, this is I this just is, this is not Bret Hart's wrestling. I got one <laughs> question. I got I got I got one question. How is yeah. you know, Ember Moon's just so cool just being out there with Oscar. I don't, oh, I, don't I, I don't understand <laughs> this, bro. You dumb. They they gonna have to but, run that. Look, there's a lot of stuff they're gonna have to run, right? Like, think about it. Think of all the horsewoman feuds we had, right? We've never done Bailey versus Be- versus uh, Becky. We've never done right, that. right. Like, not for like an actual like pay per view match, or whatever. Like, they may have. Done, I think they've done it once or twice. Like back when like Becky was kind of like Sasha's lackey at NXT. Yeah. But they've never had like a, you know, and they had a couple of interactions in that four way, for example. But they've never had like one on one them two. So that that's interesting to see. Uh, can, yeah, like, can you believe it's been four years and they just haven't done this? Like, that's gross incompetence. But um, yeah, and also, <laughs> never mind. You know, just the situation where they were separate. Like, you had that NXT was like there was. I mean, they could have kept Be- they could have kept Becky back uh, to do that after the um, immediately after uh, she vanquished Sasha, or whatever, and just had Sasha and um, Charlotte up or whatever else. But it brought her up. Um, so it is what it is. And. Then you know by that point in time, by the time um, Bailey got to the main roster, Becky was already on SmackDown. So they were yeah. like, "We're trying to push, we're trying to make Bailey like you know like the next John Cena," and uh, they failed LOL. miserably. Yeah. So um, so yeah, and then they've always been on separate brands ever since. Then. So it's nice to see like that could finally be a thing. Um, but yeah, like uh, they just continue on with that match, like. Uh, after that, after that moment, like it breaks to a four way, everybody gets their or breaks to an eight way, like everybody gets their finish in, and then um, Oscar 
she uh she starts going running wild um with kicks or whatever and she tags in Kyrie and Kyrie's finishing it off with a with a with her insane elbow for the for the uh win like I it was crazy because you know she got a Kyrie got a okay pop like people knew who she was but like it wasn't like crazy and then by the time that they got through with the match and I thought it was a good match um for the most part and then all of a sudden by the time it was they set up for her built to, built towards her finish she got tagged in and go to the top rope the crowd like got to its feet and then she hit the elbow and like I guess people never saw that before they popped like it was <laughs> they probably like was the greatest thing they ever seen so that that was really cool um so then after this we get the new day or the main event match. You get New Day uh, plus Big O versus Cesaro and uh, Rusev Mora. I, I, you have anything in this match? I, I kind of like lost track yeah, of this. I, I, I didn't really have too much for this match, but I know Kevin Owens' intro was hilarious. Uh, I thought he was... Oh, yes! He, yes, yes. He, he was trying to trying to pull the words from, from his soul, essentially. Yes, yes. Like He, he almost treated him like Greg Hamilton. And they were like, okay, you're going to get the house, Mike, and you got to do the late, you know, you know, the all, all that stuff. I'm not going to do it because I'm, I'm still just trying to get my voice back from WrestleMania weekend. Right. So um, he tries it two times and he's loud. And then all of a sudden, like the third one, he's like, he's about to bust a vein and he's just, he's, he's, he, he lets it out about, uh, you know, give it up for your five time champs and, w- and WWE champion and big Kev and, one thing about the match and feel the power. So they get to the match. I thought it was a good match back and forth. Crowd was into it. One thing about Um, the match, I thought like when it started, it felt like Kofi was just a guy in there. He didn't feel like he was like the champion. And then by the end, like the more he was in there, you could just see like him feeling like, yo, I'm the man now. Like, and I just uh felt like I saw his confidence, like just going up and like, just, he had a different swagger about him as the match Mm -hmm. ended as compared to when it began. I don't know. It was just something subtle. Yeah, I like how they set up where um, was it? I think Kofi hit the. I think Kofi hits SOS, and then Kofi hits the Trouble in Paradise, and then tags in for Kevin Owens hit the stunner for the win. I like that. If you like Baby Face, look, Baby Face wins in her hometown. How nice of them! So then from there, Vince comes out. You know, actually, they show after they show Vince backstage looking at the match. I'm like, okay, how are they gonna fuck Kofi? Because <laughs> all he's just all he's been doing is fucking with Kofi for the past six, seven weeks. So like, they're gonna bring up Brock Lesnar. He's immediately number one contender. He's gonna squash Kofi, and I'm gonna be furious. No, they don't do that. Um, they come back for a break. Vince comes out. Crowd boos him. Crowd says, "You screwed, Brett." Uh, Vince tries to power through it, but he's got he's got to have to hear he's gonna have to hear these chants and these boos. This man uh, tried to come out in Montreal like it was all good, all is forgiven. Yeah, you'll yeah. never be forgiven. But yeah, you know how that is. Like you remember, like we always remember more shit than Vince ever does. So yeah. like he didn't even acknowledge. He just tried to power through. Like nah, bro, hold these boos. So <laughs> so and it was a nice change of pace. Of like Vince is the one that's out here, like you know, causing causing all these. Con- yeah, man, they're uh, trying to apparently search for somebody to help with those continuity issues. Like, they got a job listing for that shit. Oh, yeah? You, you know how unfun that job would be? Horrible. <laughs> so, so, so anyway, Vincent Man is, uh, Vincent Man is more or less like Mr. Magoo, like, just, just basically on the verge of, uh, as far as what his creative hat on, he's on the verge of, like, calamity at all times. He just barely avoids it in spite of himself. So, he ends up uh, coming down 
he gets these boots, as I said, and then he's he brings out Elias as being his big acquisition. Elias comes down, he buries uh, Montreal again. I'm not gonna get into it because who cares? This is Elias. You've seen one cheap heat Elias segment. You've seen them all. Like they're all varying degrees of good or whatever else or, or competent. Then all of a sudden, uh, Roman Reigns music hits. He comes down to the ring. Uh, so. This goes face to face with Rain, saying, "What the hell are you doing here?" And then I'm trying to think. Did he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He ends up uh, Reigns is up hitting uh, Elias with a spear. Um, like when Reigns also first comes out, he also gets like a mixed reaction. Like it was, or I don't say mixed reaction. Like he just didn't get as big a pop as I thought he'd get. But he got, he got. There weren't, there weren't really many boos. So, um. He goes face face with man, as I said. He uh, he ends up after after uh, sparing Elias. Uh, he ends up giving McMahon a Superman punch, and as that happens, uh, the crowd erupts in cheers because, of course. Um, and then uh, I thought it was a nice touch that like Elias is back up and caught Vince from falling because you don't want to do that old like to take bumps because, you know. Uh, so then uh, Reigns goes back up the ramp. And then and he turns commentary around. Commentary just laying it on thick, boy. Yeah, I mean that's their job. Um, I mean, look, it could have been worse. Could have been Michael Cole doing it. So he comes back down to the ring and he gives uh, Elias another spear, and then uh, we go home. The future of SmackDown, the future of WWE. It's been a good run, Kofi. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, that was SmackDown Live. Um, I don't know. I think this is kind of an even week. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Besides the the oh, I can't say that. Like the tag match. Um, I like the Andrade Raw Balor Raw match better. I like the main event better. I agree. Raw. Um, you did? Yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because that finishing sequence was was really fuck good. it. It was a tie. It's Raw in. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll go. Gotta, look, gotta get raw these wins with this new roster turnover because they ain't gonna be winning too many, baby. <laughs> yeah, it, Blue it, brand. It, 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 it seems like um, they've loaded up the women's division in a way to where I'm trying to think how they're gonna present this show on Fox. Like they wanted to say, we've got this amount of talented women here, so they did like you know a certain amount of them, right? And then they've got like Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns of the New Day. Who else? Finn Balor, uh, Elias, Lars. Like these are the people they want to kind of promote, like that. Wait, did they say for sure that Lars is on Raw? Are they on SmackDown? Yes. Okay, I mean, makes sense because it seems like Braun's going to be on Raw, so makes right. sense to keep them apart. So I have to look at the rosters and get them on paper, but um, I, like I said, my initial impression is that it's it seems a lot more even than it's been in years past in certain areas. There, are, you know, obviously SmackDown women's like it's juiced up a little bit because they want the you know the Fox and the women to look real strong on there, um, and I guess they figured they'll make up the gap with the tag teams on raw. So, um, yeah. And also it feels like, or at least from a singles perspective, um, with buddy Murphy and, um, 
and Balor now, and I mean, potentially Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. Like, uh, it feels like they have more capable in ring performers on SmackDown. Um, and I mean, that's you know, if you're going to present it as sport or whatever else, and it's going to be a two hour show, like, you can't just be out here slapping on fucking chin holes and just holding on for dear life. So, um, I feel like, you know, I feel like they have more of an identity of being more of an action show, which has kind of been what they, or, or last year, more of a, they were more of a, uh, in my opinion, more of a, we cut better promos in raw. Um, but like in that 2016 original brand split after the draft, like the identity was like the work rate show seemed to be more of SmackDown. So, um, we might be going back to that again. Yep. Um, but that's going to wrap up the TV segments. We will be back with the LeBron James U Bum of the Week and the Wrestler of the Week. A name caller. What'd I say? Call Come here, you say it. Call him a bum. It's <laughs> not a name call. It's a. Nice. You bum. Welcome back. You already know what it is. It is time for the LeBron James U-Bum of the Week as well as the Wrestler of the Week. So we've got five nominees. You guys that have listened to this show, you guys know how it works. Thank you always for your support. Um, Make sure uh, you guys are following us on social media, reaching out to us about the show and everything like that. Uh, Let's get to these nominees. So we've got Hawkins and Ryder. The tag team got no type of entrance. Immediately after winning the championships, they are doing jobs, getting finishers done to them on Monday Night Raw, and they don't look like a credible threat at all with the new threat of Aleister Black and the Usos and uh, Ricochet, excuse me, Aleister Black and Ricochet, the Usos, the Viking Experience, and (laughs) um, a couple other tag teams that I guess have moved over, so they look like the weakest among the crew. Up next, the Iconics. They took two Iconic ass whoopings this week. So on Monday Night Raw, Bailey and Naomi uh, sparked them. And then they, uh, I believe, took the pin in the other match. So then we've got Elias, another multiple ass whooping recipient um, from Monday by Rey Mysterio to Tuesday by Roman Reigns. EC3, who was just absolutely destroyed by Braun Strowman. They beat that man up so bad he can't even show his face around there. Even though he might come back, everyone will point and laugh and remember this. And our last one, I've been wanting to put him on here for a long time. Vincent Kennedy McMahon came out there, got punched in the face. He lied to us about Elias. Talked about all this, you know, all these uh, attributes this man had. And he caught a fist in the face. It wasn't Becky Lynch putting him in the arm bar. It wasn't Braun Strowman giving him the power slam. But I'll take it. James, where what are we feeling on this one? Look, um... Oh, and Vince McMahon also decided to call two motherfuckers the Viking experience this week. My God. Yeah. Okay, so... I think we. I think it's appropriate that Vince is on here, um, but I don't think it's appropriate for Vince to win this week in particular. Like, um, look, there'll be time to give him what he rightfully deserves, right? <laughs> but uh, like, we have the iconics that are newly crowned champions go out there and catch L's like fucking jabrones that that they are, or you have uh, EC three who may as well just may as well just stay home. 
like so uh i, I think there's more it's it's not appropriate to give it to vince this week but one of these days it's gonna get to him yeah right so uh we're we gonna save it for a real good one yeah like yeah look i don't want it to be no people complaining the bitches saying that we were being unfair to vince when we uh because you know vince you know vince is uh they, they love everything and all things vince so I don't know. I don't know complaints. Like when it look when he gets it, he gets it. All right. Yes. So uh, he, he will be the only nominee that week. Like <laughs> yeah. Like it will be. It will be beyond the shadow of a doubt. It, it won't be. Yeah. So uh, but anyway, it'll for the, for me it's EC three because good God Almighty, like who who, can, who, who can survive this? Who did this man fuck to deserve <laughs> to, 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 to where he deserves this? Bro, that man yeah. must have made a pass at Stephanie, like had walked up with the oil on or something, like, and then looked down and then you, said, "You see you it?" Can't e- like you something. can't even, you can't even say that because look at uh, all the stuff that that uh, that your boy was, was uh, putting on the on the on the um on the internet thread, um, Lars years ago. So I, yeah, that's true. It can't, be, it can't even be that. Yeah. What what on the bridge, pal? Yeah. Yeah, some, somehow Vince looked at at those two dudes and was like, "Never mind, I'm I'm not even gonna go there because they're whatever." But Lars has the whole thing on. He's like a he's a he's a literal freak show performer or whatever. So that's why he's getting that push. So it would be different than what EC3 would get. So uh, you can't really even compare those two. But definitely it's EC3. Um, I know folks took multiple ass weapons like the Iconics and Elias, but. Uh, EC3 took an ass whooping to account for everybody. So, like you ever, yeah. like you ever hear of like siblings be like, "I'll take the whooping for all my brothers and my sisters." That's what this was. Uh, <laughs> EC3 took the ass whooping for several motherfuckers here. Like that, like that ass whooping he caught was so beyond the pale. Like, <laughs> like he ain't do this nothing. To Braun. He just beat that man immersive. All right, just beat that man immersively, and also it's like. With the iconics, I know they'll be. I know I'll see them on TV next week. I, I don't know when they time I'm seeing C three after this one. He might we might not see him for like two months. All right, that man is about to be a catering VIP uh, after this. So, yeah. uh, EC three, you are the LeBron James U bum of the week. On to our wrestler of the week. We've got five nominees. We've got Finn Balor, who was in two really good uh, TV matches this week. We got Kevin Owens, who. Uh, was the honorary replacement for uh, honorary member of the New Day. Got Kyrie Sane from NXT, who is now on SmackDown Live. Uh, she hit one, got the fall in the eight woman tag. Got Andrade. Yes, and a quick note about Kyrie Sane. We are now, uh, I believe, three hundred and fifty five days away from Kyrie Mania. So get ready. Be oh prepared. We, we are we are <laughs> we are on a slow march down the plank towards Kyrie Sane on the pirate boat in Raymond J Stadium for WrestleMania thirty six. If it doesn't happen, I think I may be done. <laughs> You're gonna be so blowed. I don't care, Rich. This needs to happen. Why the fuck else are you gonna Raymond J Stadium and you got a pirate you have a woman doing a pirate gimmick. You tell me what makes sense. Make it make sense, Rich this is WWE James. I don't know. <laughs> um, so after that, we've got Andrade who uh, picked up probably the most, uh, victory in the best match of the week. Um, and then we got Sami Zayn who was just over to a godlike level and cutting an incredible promo. And his, 
he's got this whole heel character figured out like a lot. I I hope yeah. it leads to um him getting a title shot at some point this year for the universal belt. So, um, yeah, this one's pretty easy for me. Oh man. I'm trying to think who were, who, uh, who won last week. I can't remember any chance you kept track of that. So yeah, it was Kofi in the new day who had won it last week. Yeah. So oh, man, for me, it's gotta be Sami Zayn. Like, this dude was in rare form. Crowd was absolutely unglued. I think his pro, the strength of his promo was probably as good as Andrade's wrestling. Um, and Zane just like he set off a frenzy. Yeah. Um. You know, I was thinking like uh, it was going to be either one of the um, Quebecers, but I didn't know which one I enjoyed more. But you said Sammy. I almost want to feel like I should split the vote and say Kevin, but like I feel like Kevin's got more opportunities to, to win these in the future than than um, Sammy because look at the history. So I'll 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 throw it to Ke- I'll throw it to Sammy because Sammy truly like that was wild. Like I like I don't think I've ever seen like a, a guy that has been like uh, presented in the way he has. Uh, for a certain amount of uh, time, get like that kind of ovation, even if it's their hometown or not. Like we've seen plenty of hometown people just get like, "Oh yay, you're we've from seen people Boston. get booed in their hometown, right?" Like, "Oh yeah, John Cena, you're from Boston, or you're from Massachusetts, boo." So like booed the yeah. wrong way, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, so yeah, I, I'll, I'll go with Sammy because that one was like, I was that felt like. Crash TV in the good way, like the Crash TV that Vince hopes for, like things go on play and we just add to it because like the crowd just like it's so rabid for like him dancing and them loving it. And, like I thought it was a good touch for them, like doing the two encores. So yeah, yeah. oh, and then like the, the 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 promo at the end was just like a monster promo. It was like you people forget like that dude is an ace promo guy and like right, he's gonna he's gonna keep giving us these and like people eventually have to like start you know. Flip it up. I've, I've been like, you know, because people like to defend decisions they make on how they book people, whatever, based off of whether or not someone has a personality or fire or charisma, or whatever else. Sammy's always had that. So, all right, we gonna see. We gonna see how they switch their tunes up when yeah. they man, you know. Yeah, we gonna see. Uh, yeah, we are uh, going to the, see the, the backpedaling. The um, <laughs> we, we we gonna see lots of switching yeah. up. Yeah, we we didn't know that Sammy could do all this bullshit. Like. Watching NXT, watch when he was on the main roster, like fighting, chasing after Kevin Owens. Like watch when he was out here arguing with Mick Foley, like to not like forget trying to let up on well being. I want to fight Braun Strowman and got Braun Strowman over uh, to a mid card status. No, like that that dude is that dude has always had it in spades. Y'all just bullshitting for years. Yeah, uh, but yeah, congratulations to Sami Zayn. You are the wrestler of the week. So we've got Sami Zayn, EC3, and Raw here so that's pretty much going to wrap up this edition of one nation radio thank you guys all for listening make sure you visit pro wrestling slash social suplex pick yourself up a one nation radio t-shirt uh they definitely look fly and um make sure you guys check out the rest of the shows on the lords of pain radio network of course um we've got Sports Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan on Wednesdays. We've got the Perfect 10 Wrestling Show. We've got the Right Side of the Pond. We've got uh, the Doc Says. We have Kingdom of Honor. 
and we also have All About Elite. So uh, I believe I don't think I – oh, and also the glo- the Global Revolution and Kingdom of Honor. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah. Wait, wait, special announcement. I'm going to holler at Chad and, and, and Sam or whatever and see if I can get a, a, a Matt Taven podcast popped off. So be, be on the lookout for that. A, a what? <laughs> I'm joking. Who would do such a thing? <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about? Purple. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm flabbergasted. Um, but yeah, uh, you want to add anything before we get up out of here, Jazz? No, that's it. Superstar Shake Up. Uh, yeah, we're here. Anyway, uh, we about. Peace. Sorry, EO.